Hey, I'm Ari. And I'm Kate. And we're both meteorologists here at the Weather Channel. We're broadcast meteorologists, technically. What would you call it, Kate? Uh, uh, On-camera meteorologists, OCMs, as they call it in the business? In the biz. Uh, yeah, the I'd biz. say that's a technical term, but we do a lot of non-meteorological things these days. Yeah, especially you. You do a lot of, like, science-y stuff. Yeah, some interesting things. I, we are meteorologists, though. That's our training. Yes, So exactly. we'll go with that. We are meteorologists here at weather.com and the Weather Channel app. Previously with the Weather Channel, I know that that's kind of confusing, but not on the television network anymore. Right. But I think we both have kind of um, unique backgrounds in the way that we've both done a lot of work in local news. We've both yep. done TV on the Weather Channel, and now we're both working for the, you know, the digital side of things. And I think that's given us kind of like a really unique viewpoint on broadcast meteorology in general and that's going to be the subject of today's podcast we're talking about broadcast meteorology you know where it's come over the years how it's changed maybe some a uh, little bit about our career paths individually i know you know we're going to kind of gear this towards some people that may be interested in broadcast meteorology or are in broadcast meteorology but also but also the general public because yeah. let's face it ari we got some weird jobs they're very we interesting have a weird jobs. Job. <laughs> not not a lot of people can say that their uh, their office is inside a studio, right? Yeah, or just the hours we keep, or the things we do, or I mean, if you just look up at your TV on mute and you just see someone presenting the weather, like that's a weird concept. Like try and remove yourself from ourselves. That's that's ingrained in us culturally, right? It is. But like outside of that, I was trying to explain actually to a friend's uh, a friend's husband recently who's from Switzerland about the concept of the Weather Channel, and he was just like, "You have a whole channel." It's a whole thing for weather? It was just like, that's weird. Well, that's actually, that's kind of a good example of another weird thing, like how things have changed, is that I, I've noticed a lot of the younger people nowadays, you know, when you talk about something like the Weather Channel, you know, like people just, like, don't know about it as much as they used to back in the day, I feel like. Is that is that the worst thing to say? I mean, I'm just saying, like, back in the day, me We got and you, a lot of cord cutters. Yeah, exactly. I'm one of them. I'm a cord cutter. Like, I just Are sit you? in, I get deep into YouTube holes. Are you holes. allowed to say that? I don't know. I well, don't this care is weather.com. We don't need cords. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just need our, our Wi-Fi to be working. Right. You get the Wi-Fi, you get the app going, you get weather.com going, and everything's there. But, I mean, it's just such a weird time right now because nobody has any attention spans. Myself included. I mean, if I'm looking at a video on YouTube and it's more than a minute and a half, I'm going to probably be scrubbing through the whole thing and if I actually, watching it at all. Yeah, I actually just told Ari that the second that I could tell he stopped listening to me, we were ending this podcast huh? recording. What? So, uh, yeah, can confirm short attention span. But I think that uh, that goes into why we have a job at weather.com and at the Weather Channel. I think kind of the business in general is just trying to evolve and how do we still communicate the weather and tell the news with these shorter attention spans and on a phone screen rather than a big, you know, 63-incher. It's changed so much. Like, when, when did you uh, start your career? Like, what year? Okay, so let's... Uh, uh, we're going to just give away ages here, huh? No, I'm kidding. Let her rip. <laughs> Let her rip. Um, no, I, I I was 19 when I started on air. No way. Yeah. I thought I was young. I was like 21. I was 19. Wow. So I was a, I was a young pup. Um, I won't say what year that was, but it has been over 10 years. Yeah, we're both over a decade in at this point, I think. In this business, so we'll put it that way. But uh, no, I'm not shy about I'm 31. Listen, I'm not shy there, there's age. a real reason, by the way, for people listening to this that, um, you know, I, 
I, this was kind of my idea, this podcast. I wanted to do it with Kate specifically because Kate is one of my favorite broadcast meteorologists in the country. Aww, like, no, seriously, I'm just saying like, um, and you know me, I wouldn't be BSing you if that wasn't <laughs> no. the truth, okay? Right? <laughs> Neither Ari or I are going to blow smoke up your skirt. Yeah, no. We are not BSers. Um, you know, it's just when I, when I uh, mentor some younger people that want to know, you know, hey, I need some help with my tape or, you know, what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? I always, if it's a female, I send them to your videos. If it's a Thanks. male, I've got a couple go-tos. Uh, Spencer Adkins is one of them in uh, West Virginia. Jim Cantori, obviously, I think he's the best, you know, one of the best broadcast There's meteorologists. A, which, by the way, that is Jim. Yeah. The Jim you see, that is Jim. Genuine Jim. That is, it actually brings up a great point, something that I wanted to hit on. How do you how do you judge how good a broadcast meteorologist is? Like for you, Kate, when you're watching TV, um, w- what makes you think, oh, this person is good, or oh, this person isn't so good? Well, I think I wanted I want to do a little bit because we kind of are throwing around this jargon, and so not everyone listening to this is a broadcast meteorologist. Yes, help us. So I want to just note that you know Ari's talking about tapes and all these things, and the way that a broadcast meteorologist gets their job is weird. It's not how you apply for regular jobs. And it's the same for anchors and reporters and all these people. Of course, you have a resume and you have the credentials, which we both have. We have credentials. Um, And a majority of meteorologists on TV, they've got the credentials, right? Right. But they, um, you apply by sending in a tape and it's like, and it used to be actual tape. I'm not quite that old. Did VHS. you have to? Did you have to send an actual? My tapes? first job, I got via VHS, baby. I still remember stuffing oh those, uh, stuffing those big old, what are they called, mailer envelopes with the <laughs> bubble tape in them. <laughs> yeah. VHS, VHS. I sent out. Like I was 50 DVD. Of them. So I'm a, I'm a little younger oh, than okay. you are. You got, what are DVDs for you? You said I had DVDs. Yeah. What do they do now? Now it's all just YouTube links. Yeah. yeah. V- Vimeo. Vimeo, Vimeo, that's high class. You can do like some serious HD stuff on there. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. High quality HD stuff. HD wasn't even, I think it was around, but I remember my first tape, it was all four by three. You know? Wow. Yeah, four by three. Did you have any HD on your first tape? I don't remember. I bet, I would bet not. That was a while because ago. Because that was right around the time when everybody was switching from 4x3 to HD, and there were a lot of stations that were like behind no, on it. No, but my first tape came from WFAA in Dallas, Texas, which is like. Oh. High class station. Listen to this name dropper over here. <laughs> oh, I interned at WFAA. No big deal. Okay, Dallas, a, a great people there. Pete Delcas. No big deal. Um, okay, so bringing it back around, you have to you have to mail in these tapes right. to news directors. Now you just kind of send a link, but these news directors have to watch like two hundred tapes of people. And I heard, once heard someone. This was back. I went to the University of Missouri, and they have a great journalism program there. Yes, I, they do. I wasn't in it. Great wrestling team, too, by the way. Oh, you're so weird I'm with your saying, wrestling. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they have, like, this great journalism program. And one of the tips, you know, one of the news directors there, I remember him saying, I close my eyes and I listen to the person first to see if I can stand their voice. <laughs> and oh, there you go. I never thought of that. I, Which uh, people are, like, turning this up, screaming at their podcast right now they're like kate i hate your voice uh, uh, <laughs> i have a terrible broadcast voice i think i'd be in trouble if somebody did that to me because hello if you guys and welcome to the evening if you, news if you guys have never seen me before and you're hearing my voice for the first time i'd like to just let you know that i am a male i am a male <laughs> Stop it, Ari. I have a little bit of a high voice for a guy i somehow ended up in this business i have you no do clue. not sound like you do not sound like a female but regardless <laughs> 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 I mean, some people may say otherwise, but I yeah. say you don't. No, but 
they and then open their eyes and see if they could like stand the way the person looked and presented things. That was kind of circling that back around. So it's a weird way to apply for a job. And then they go and check your credentials and they say, okay, you have them or they don't. But sometimes people think you don't have to have credentials at all. And you do. Yeah, you do in many cases. There are some cases where you don't. You can be, here was one, here was one really interesting thing I learned when I went to France. And I went to this conference that had a bunch of um, weather people there, like meteorologists and people that presented weather on the air, right? From all over so, the world, right? Right. Yeah, from all over the world. And um, what I found was that what is a derogatory term term here in the United States is the normal term um, in the rest of the world. So they call themselves weather presenters. That's what like everybody else in the world that's on air that does weather, they call themselves, hey, I'm a weather presenter, blah, blah, blah. Are you a meteorologist? No, I'm a weather presenter. No big deal. But around, you know, here in the United States, if you're like a meteorologist on the air and somebody calls you a weather presenter, you're like, excuse me, I, I believe I've earned the term meteorologist. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, because if I wanted to be a weather presenter, I would have gotten a much easier degree there are some are there some weather presenters here in the u.s because okay so of course of course there are people that don't have yeah. you Which know is, there's not a problem and, with that and you know some of the best most passionate meteorologists yes. i know don't have degrees in meteorology yeah i mean some of the best yeah, that's the thing. I think for a lot of people that don't understand, um, you know, how you get into this business, it's kind of half and half is what I usually tell people. There's like half the people go to school for broadcasting and journalism, and then they will like pick up some weather along the way, maybe get like a, a quick meteorology degree somewhere. Like so a lot of people do the online degree, I think, from Mississippi State, which is a great program, by the way. And then that's kind of their career. You know, I don't, you went the opposite route, correct? I know I went the opposite route. Yeah, Did we both, any? no, we both went the full on deep, deep science, deep math. Yeah, like the route. eight, like the 90% of the stuff you learned in college, you don't <laughs> use that on your daily job. I will have you know that I referenced the left exit region of the jet stream today Boom. on the air. Yes. When can we get the hypsometric equation uh, on there? We're not going to remember that the hypsometric coming out equation. We're not? There, I don't know. You want to help me? There's a whiteboard in there. Can you start <laughs> we it can, off? We, maybe we can do it. Maybe that's going to be the next weather.com <laughs> video. Um, okay. I'm sorry. We're getting so off track. You I asked know, me a I'm question sorry. earlier yes. about what I look for whenever I look at, you know, broadcast meteorologists. I'm like, wow, this person's really great. Yeah. Is that the question? Yeah. Basically? Did you answer the question? Or do you want me to I tell didn't. you? Okay, go ahead. You go first. I, I, I think... What any my interns, if you're listening, that I've had in the past will tell you, I'm like, bring your sass. Be who you are. If you are putting on a personality, like if you're trying to be someone, you know, which me on television is basically just super hyper Kate. Confirmed. <laughs> but totally just yep. still me. But, you know, if you're trying to put on a personality or bring out your TV voice or whatever it is. Oh, it's like nails on a chalkboard for I couldn't me. agree more. I feel the exact same way. I mean, the way I judge people um, on the you, air So is, you're saying you judge people? I'm very judgmental. I'm judging That's you right rude. now, and you don't even know it. Oh, I know you are. I know. <laughs> but the way I judge people is when I meet you in person, is that the same person that I'm seeing on TV or not? Now, obviously, that means that some people, if you don't have a really good personality in person. If you then, have a bad personality, right. then find a new one. Right. Then there's some people that I just want to tell, <laughs> okay, maybe you're not cut out for this. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you have a bad personality, get a new one, right? Because you're not oh going to be gosh. successful in life. I mean, it's terrible to say, but it's the truth. But, you know, you look at a, somebody like you, somebody like uh, Jim Cantore, some of these people that I've mentioned, 
uh, these are people that I've looked up to in my career because I watch them and then I meet them in person and I'm like, oh my God, that is the same exact person when you meet them in the street as they are on the air. And they're good people. They're just kind people. They're nice and they have a way of just bringing you in. And uh, what's the word? They're just relatable because they're real human beings. You know, Genuine. Yeah, genuine is the word. And then you have these other people though. And I, I will say, I, I think I, I feel like most often the... Um, the people that I think need to work on this are, and I'm not saying it's all of them, but there are some people that went to broadcast school, you know what I mean? And you kind of learn how to broadcast there. And, you know, I think it's maybe a little bit of a disadvantage because you're, you've are you been taught, okay, you know, here's how you point at the map, blah, blah. Whereas for people like us, we're just forced to literally go on the air and just be ourselves because we don't know anything else, right? Aria, I once knew someone who had their entire forecast written out in prompter and read their forecast. I used to do that with my radio forecasts at my first job. Ari. Can you believe that? No. It was like my first couple okay, weeks. Okay, well, I mean, it's radio. But <laughs> but but have you ever used a prompter for a, a forecast? No. Like, say you're just like at a local station, you're giving, you know, the you get three minutes, which I don't think many people get three minutes anymore. Maybe in the right. evenings. Maybe like a minute and a half in the mornings. Yeah, usually a minute and a half-ish in the morning show. which. And then you have hits every five. Let me just tell you, okay, y'all don't appreciate your local meteorologist enough. I'm just, I'm going to tell you that right now, no matter where you are, you do not appreciate them enough because here we are talking about style and all these things. Those, those people are working their tails off. For not much money in many cases. No, not much money at all. Yeah. Especially if you live in a little bit smaller town. So, I mean, let's talk about like what you did mostly evenings. No, my whole career was mornings until oh, I got too. here. Yeah, so we're both morning people. And I'll tell you what, I missed that shift like crazy. You're insane. People are going to think I'm crazy, but that was a shift. It was like a 2 a.m. to noon type You're of deal. You're literally insane. 2 or 3 a.m. to noon. Listen, once you get over that alarm clock going off, you have a whole day to do stuff when you get you home. You do know that sleep deprivation and not waking up and going to bed with the sun is a known cause of cancer. Like, well, that's how bad it is. This Ari. was when I was in my 20s, though, and I could totally do the four hours oh my gosh, of sleep not a night. Anymore. No way. No chance. No way. And I, you have a baby. Now when I fill in on the morning shift, I'm like all excited to do it. And then it just hurts all day. Yeah. You get, you, you, the other day I came in and I was like, Ari, have you been drinking? Ah. <laughs> and, and no, he just was very sleepy. Not at work. Which they're kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, it really is. There have been actually some studies that show that it's more uh, dangerous to drive on like no, no sleep than it is like after a certain amount of drinks or something. You know, And that's what these morning meteorologists and anchors yes. are important to anybody. That's what they're doing. They are... Are getting into their station at two o'clock in the morning they're creating a forecast they're making all of those graphics you see all those pretty pictures behind them they have to make all of those and they have hits i say a hit that's like um when you appear like on the screen like they go to you like you literally have them every five minutes for four and a half hours straight yeah. and then you go and you like finally get to like breathe for just a second but wait there's more cut-ins during the Today Show or That's Good Morning right. America. And then it's the noon show. Yep. And then, you know, if you don't have to go speak at a school or do something after that, and that's on your own time, on your own dime. It's uh, definitely, you do it because you really care. Local news is a rough business, Kate. And <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to sound like, oh, I'm the guy I made it to national. Local news stinks because it doesn't. There's a lot of really good, hardworking people that are really good at their job in it. But I just, I have to tell you, even here in Atlanta, where it's a pretty big market, I'm watching the local news, and it looks the exact same as it looked in the 90s and the 80s. Like, there's 
local news right now is just begging for somebody to take it and do something different, anything different. I don't want to see a reporter that's been out all day at a car accident in the middle of summer in Atlanta standing there in a suit, you know. Sweating to death. Yeah, reading a teleprompter. With an orange vest on. Tell me, you've been out there all day. You know, relax, roll your sleeves up. Tell me what's going on. Just tell me what happened. You know what I mean? There's just, there's still a lot of like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can find this everywhere. It's on national too. It's not like I'm picking on local news, but there's just a lot of like, I don't know. I'll say fakeness. Tradition. Tradi- you know, just kind of doing things the way they've always been done. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like, um, you know, the people that are in charge, a lot of these news directors, they're just people that have gotten... You know, they've been in the business forever. They've been in the business since the 80s and the 90s. you got to have a lot of experience to get hired. But, and then they're in charge of everything. And, well, there's this is the way I know how to do things. Things the way they've been done in the 90s. The problem nowadays is that for TV, it's a really tough business, I think, because like we were talking about earlier, you have such uh, low attention spans, right? And then you're forced to fill this seven-minute block with interesting stuff. And me and you, I'm, I'm looking at you right here, and I'm like, He's man. already bored. I'm already bored. Just the word seven minutes bores me, you know? So I know, you know, I know it kind of sounds like I'm I'm ragging on that, but it's like, it, it's it's more just a function of everybody is changing and you're kind of like stuck in this uh, format that it's really tough to be successful in, right? It's a, it's a conundrum. It is. It's not an easy task. Yeah. Um, but I will repeat. Show some love to your local meteorologist. Dude. And when they break into The Bachelor, do not get on to them because you know what? They are saving someone's butt. It might not be yours Very that true. time. But if there's a tornado warning, it's for a reason. They're not the ones issuing the tornado warning. That's the National Weather right. Service. Now, I will say this. I think there are a lot of cases where um, they could do things a lot better. Like, why not just run a crawl in some situations? If it's just like a little tornado warning where it's a... You know, a little spin up at 10,000 feet, and we're we're pretty sure there's probably not a tornado on the ground with this, and it's in a really small area where there's not a lot of population, and then you've got, like, the big city in the area that is upset that you're breaking into their stuff. Why can't we just run a crawl and say, hey, look, if we get word that there's a big tornado on the ground, we'll cut in, but just know if you live in uh, Marshall County, Alabama, in this little town, that uh, there's a tornado warning. Just get in your shelter for a couple of minutes. Everything's going to be okay, right? I mean, we can no, do it better, I, I think. We can do it better, but I so disagree on that front because I, I'm going to disagree with you, Ari. It's okay. I, I, I like being disagreed with. I see the value in local meteorologists specifically during severe weather because even if there's not a tornado inside that cell, if you are in that house where it is just going crazy overhead, the lightning is striking right next to it, the winds are howling, it just sounds so extreme, it's hailing, and you're just... Um, terrified right it's a scary moment for anyone wouldn't you want to turn on your tv at least here hey we don't think there's a tornado and if you're just cutting in and doing it for a second i think that's the service of local meteorologists and that's the service of local television is to you know be there in those events because at a national level i can tell you it is very difficult to speak to a specific area and exactly what's going on when you have a whole country and a whole world even to cover. Yeah, and I'll agree with you on that. I mean, uh, look at us. We're here. We're working for a national network, but I think we would both tell you, and when there's a situation where you've got tornado warnings going on in your own county, I would I would suggest that people watch the local news. You know, watch your local news channels, and these are the guys that know the area a lot better. You and know? we'll be updating it on the app. Yeah, it's going to be up to, and we'll The Weather Channel app. Yeah, exactly. We, we always it. update the stuff. You with probably the, already have it, but just turn on your notifications. <laughs> right. I think a lot of phones just come automatically with it, right? I think mine did. 
It's I, most people have it. Yeah, and they, even do. if you don't realize you have it, you probably have it. And even if you have it and you don't realize there are videos on it, check it out. There are actually videos you'll on actually it. you could put a face to a name, <laughs> Ari Sarsalari, oh on the gosh, Weather Channel imagine? app. And then hey. if you want to get real mad about climate change, you can find my face. Oh <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. Kate has some really good stuff, uh, you guys. If you haven't seen what is it, the Lake Okeechobee algae, all this toxiclake.com. There's this whole part of uh, the Weather Channel web site that a lot of people don't even know exists. It's like features.weather.com. Yeah. A lot of really cool stuff on there. There's like some crime stories that are weather related and just a lot of like deeper content that you wouldn't know we're doing. Hey, by the way, we also do many documentaries here. Yes. It's pretty cool. Exactly. We do a lot of cool stuff. Um, hey, for people who want to become broadcast meteorologists, by the way, um, I think I'm going to share this podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, in the group of uh, broadcast meteorologists that this we have on Ari. Facebook. This is where he lives and thrives. He loves that group. I love that group. Well, I was in it since the beginning. There were like five of us in there, and now there's like 2,000 of us in there. That place is ridiculous. It is. It gets a little ridiculous Those sometimes. Those comments are insane. You got some drama. A little baby <laughs> drama. mama drama once in a while, you know? <laughs> no big deal. It's all good. Um, but I'm gonna po- I think I'm going to post this in there, and I'm sure there are a lot of like younger broadcast meteorologists in there that you know, uh, and maybe also a lot of people who have interns, people that want to be broadcast Mets, maybe they're going to hear this. Like, would you have any advice for them on like career path, uh, what kind of schooling, um, you know, how to do their resume tapes, the way they should look, what they should do? What would you say? There are a few things that I think I would say personally, just advice wise. When being a female in this business is a, is a different thing. You cover females, I'll cover males. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Cool. It, it's definitely a different thing. Um, in most circumstances, yes, there are females that are hired now, but you might be the only female on a, a team of five at a station. Um, so you're working with four guys and yourself. And it probably was that way in a lot of your meteorology classes. And um, it's, it's pretty male heavy. Now, women are taking over. Trying to. I'm aware. But still one out of five on a team. Let's not like pretend like that it's not the token female really on a lot that? of teams. Yes, it's the token female. I, I was like the token of, female. I, I feel like there are a lot of guys I've known that have been trying to get jobs, but like they've been places that are looking for a female. Because they have four other males that are taking up job slots yeah. there. You, you know how it works in the business. The places like they have There's to put out. There's a little bit of a loophole because it's <clears throat> kind of like an entertainment thing. Okay. Like. You know, there's if you're casting a movie, you're looking for a specific character. Right. There I'm not go. saying for better or for worse, but I will say that that is that is true. Yeah. Um, if you've got a team that has four females on it. You don't want to hire. You know, you want a male. You want it to be like mixed up. If you're if you're putting together a team, you might want some dynamic there. Right. Exactly. Um, but I would say that the Ari, I can't tell you how many times, especially young in my career, that people just legitimately asked me legitimately asked me or were surprised to find out I had graduated high school, let alone had, I know you're looking at me in shock. This is what it's like to be a female. The weather bunny persona is so perpetuated. People couldn't believe I graduated even high school and um, let alone, you know, have a degree in atmospheric science or have, you know, done things. Well, I'm not going to give out my resume right now, but, but, but have experience. So, um, that puts a chip on your shoulder a little bit. And I would say that it almost, you over, we were talking about this earlier about like, no, call me a meteorologist. Yeah. You know, um, I would have like, I would say, I wish I would have had a little more confidence whenever, and just said, you know what, this will pass. Let the work speak for itself because I think that it did get to me. And I would say that'd be my advice for women young in the business. Don't let it get to you. 
but also just um, put in the work. I'm not going to lie. I, I put in a lot of <laughs> a lot of time. I mean, I will. Le- I legitimately have. I can't even count how many weeks were over 120 hours. Oh, yeah. I can't even begin to tell you. I put in the work, but then at some point you learn your value and you hold yourself to the standard of not accepting anything less than your value. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about respect and a personal life and boundaries, which you don't get in the broadcast career very often. Yeah, it's very true. So um, that would be my advice, especially for women in the business and, and young women getting into it. Be yourself, be genuine, know your boundaries, stick to them, because when you're on your deathbed, it ain't going to be your job that's tucking you in. That's some good knowledge right there that you just dropped Dropping on everybody. Some knowledge. Very solid. Um, let's see. For guys, um, you know, I, I go with a lot of the same stuff that you say. Obviously, I think the biggest thing is to make sure that you're being yourself. You have to learn. I just remember like one day it clicked for me, and this was maybe after a year or two. It was kind of like, oh, all I have to do is just treat the camera like another human being. Like, that's it. And I'm just, it's just like I'm at a bar talking to my friend, and my friend asked me what the weather's going to be like. That's how I talk. So I don't have to worry about perfect grammar and all that stuff. Like, don't worry about any of that stuff. There's so many people out there, old timers especially. There, And there are a lot of great old timers, don't get me wrong. But there are a lot of people that have been in the business for a long time that will give you bad advice. Um, advice like, oh, don't don't say gonna. You have to say going to. You have to say blah, blah, blah. You know, these are these are broadcasters. What we want is human beings. We want you to be yourself. We want a human being. Um, for guys specifically, I would say uh, one really big thing that I see in a lot of young people's tapes that's an immediate turnoff is just bad style, you know. And look, I'm not saying I have great style, but it's gotten a lot better over the years. If you see, if you saw what my old tapes look like, Kate, I'm going to show you some of my stuff from the early 2000s. It looks, I see a lot of guys that look well, like they're- I see you now and you're calling oh, this okay, good style. Okay, come on. Look I mean, at, come on. Look, Art. I'm at least wearing clothes to fit me now, right? Almost. Almost. They almost right. Maybe a little bit you. skinny on the, on the <laughs> pants, but- um. <laughs> did you, True or false? In order to sit down and do this podcast, did you have to remove your belt? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay I admit, my tight. belt is sitting on the, on the couch right next to me right here, okay? <laughs> Calling you out. <laughs> now, if I was standing, I would have been fine, but sitting over, you know, and maybe that has a little bit to do with the beer belly that I've gotten since having this kid, but um, I would say- Style is actually really important. How you look is important. I know it sounds shallow, but too bad. This is the entertainment business. It's, you know, it, it's a business at the end of the day. You well, have to look good. Well, in any job, you have to, you, yeah. you should present yourself well. Yeah. And I'll tell you I why. I come into work looking like a homeless person, uh, but <laughs> I do eventually put on oh hair and makeup. Oh, my God. I think you look always fantastic, Kate. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Um, it, it's a couple of things with appearance, okay? So, first of all, you have to wear clothes that fit you. This is especially oh, this is specific. This is this is especially important as a guy. I can't tell you how many tapes I see of uh, younger guys, myself included, when I was younger, wearing looking looking like you're wearing daddy's suit. All right, you can't do that. Um, don't be frumpy. Ditch the 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 old three inch wide ties. You don't have to go super skinny. Okay, so there's like two inch. That would be like super skinny. That would be like uh, that would be like a Keith tie. Okay, that would be like a Keith. Keith Carson. Keith Carson. Medium. He's my boy. Shout I love out him. to Keith. Shout out. But he wears the super skinny ones. That's like a two inch uh, tie. But then they've got a two and a half inch that's in between two and three. <laughs> this... I know it's very specific. All right, I'll speed it up here. <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying these are little things that can make a I'm big like difference. I'm like giving like life advice, and you're like not the two inch right. tie, but I know. the two and it's a like half a complete inch tie. <laughs> I'm just being as shallow as possible. I'm just trying to be real about this because I'm saying I've gone through the tape process with people, and you look at something, you're like, oh man, ugh, looks like he's from 1992. Just no, next, you know, that's just how it goes. Um, but also the style is very important. I mean, you just have to be comfortable. You have to be comfortable. Uh, you have to be inviting. You have to be warm. And, you know, that takes a little bit of a, a little bit of time to get together. The other thing I would say is your this goes for everybody, males, females, doesn't matter. Your tape has to be good. Your tape has to be put together really well. I'm not going to lie. My entire career, yes, I went to the University of Wisconsin. I have a degree in meteorology, but I've been in the business over 10 years, and I have never once had anybody check to see and make sure I have a degree. I'm not saying you shouldn't oh, get a degree. But I have. And they've also required a CBM. Are you serious? As a female. Oh, that's crazy. Required CBM? to have a CD- oh, CBM. Don't even get me started on those. That's uh, the first question news directors will ask you on the phone. Do you have your CBM? I've I've been in a job interview where somebody has asked me, do you have your AMS seal or do you have your NWA seal? And I say, no, because I, really, I, I don't really agree with the process because they don't have the viewer's... Um, interests in mind it's really stupid i i hate the seal processes they're, they're why do pointless. you think they don't have the viewers interest in mind i'm just curious oh because um this I've, is totally off topic yeah no that's totally fine um so there's specific reasons it's it's because they're forcing you to put a lot of stuff into your forecasts that are not important to the viewers they're forcing you to talk about stuff in scientific terminology when the viewers don't want to hear that and it's just you know you uh, you submit a tape that uh, successfully tells the weather story and does what your job is supposed to be as a broadcast meteorologist, and then they'll say, oh, well, you said the the fog burns off and it doesn't technically burn off. Well, oh, get off your high horse. Like, it nobody is, it's cares. It's a test of knowledge. You know? Anytime that you're in a, any, I guarantee you real estate agents, when they're taking their real estate exams, it's a little different than it is in practice. Well, that's fine. So then the AMS can sit me down and have me take a written exam, and I will prove that I know my meteorology. But, but it's I, not just meteorology. But when it comes to broadcasting, I just feel like they don't have the viewer's best interest in mind. But that is part of the process is the written exam. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm down with that part. Are you just bitter? No. Did you fail it? I did when I was like in my third year in in the career. And it was a good tape. It was a good tape. Ari. I'll show it to you. Look at this. Just this truth coming out. This deep-seated hate comes from somewhere. Uh, I'm just telling you, though, I've seen so many people who have had good tapes that got rejected. I think it's a little, I also, and I'm going to say it. Bring it on. Bring it on. I think it's a little bit of a fundraiser. I think that they can fail you and they can, you know, uh, force you to take it again. You have to pay money again and they could use the money. Right? Come on. Let's be real about that. I disagree. All right. I'm just saying. I didn't think it was that pricey. You got a CBM? Yeah. Dang. I don't have a CBM. <laughs> I don't have any now, seals. Now are you mad? Yeah, of course I've got what my CBM. What am I mad? I, I've already looked up to number you. Number 570. I know. <laughs> it's a good number. A nice round even number. Yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, getting back to this stuff, here's the deal with the tape. It's got to be hard hitting. It's got to be fast. You got to put some, put put a lot of clips at the top where it really shows that you're, you're in command of a situation. Um... You're making people feel comfortable in a severe weather situation or something like that. Put a lot of that stuff at the top. We're talking 10-second 10, 10 hits at most. Just 10-second clips. Do that for like a minute, minute and a half straight, and then maybe throw one full weather on at the end. Uh, the whole tape should be no more than four or five minutes at the absolute most. I've seen some people that they've got these 10-minute tapes where it's like three full weathers and a package. It's just like, no, not nowadays. Here's the secret. We've decided whether we like you or not within the first 20 to 30 seconds. So put some good stuff at the top of that tape, right? I mean, that would go for everybody. Yeah. 
Okay. I, I, for if it, if we have anyone that has stuck around that's not a meteorologist, um, it's a guy, I, you know, I kind of like reflecting on this podcast, and it kind of sounds complaining. What and to I, me or to me? Oh. My, it, it sounds complaining. You're saying I'm being complaining, or you're saying I'm we're saying both we being are. complaining? Oh, that's and nice just, of you, even though it's mostly me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that um, it just. I, I started thinking about, hey, why did I get into this job in this for, in the first place? Right. And what were the most meaningful moments in my job? And you know, it all goes back to moments of crisis, and in That's particular right. tornadoes, and walking people through them whenever they're at their most scared and vulnerable and in the path of a tornado and being trying your best to keep them as safe as possible, help them make the right decisions. Um, having people afterwards come up and describe the ways that you possibly saved their life. Yep. I mean, like it, it I don't want to get emotional in front of you, Ari, but like it it makes me like still choke up pretty often when I think about that. There are just times where I miss local news. The stuff you were the stuff you were talking about. It's like, yeah, um I, I really dug the the responsibility of being that person that has to relay this really, you know, important information that Which could be life or death. Which is why the CPM is good. And why an education is helpful. Yes, I agree with the education, these... but the CBM, it's just... <laughs> when, okay, I, okay, fine. We'll move on from the CBM. All right. Can we, can we acknowledge that, yes, it is helpful to know your stuff? It, absolutely. That's the perfect way to put it, I think. Know your stuff and uh, be good at communicating it. I think it's really simple stuff. I love <laughs> what we do. I love talking about weather. I don't get to do it as much anymore. I know. I do so much environment, which, by the way, like... If I could impart something into meteorologists, anyone like is evolve. I've loved evolving. I still, you know, I still get like messages on a regular basis from people that are like, I miss seeing you on the Weather Channel. It's, it's nuts, man. I, I, I still get stuff like that. But here's the thing. Stop sending me those messages, people. I'm really happy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that a little forcefully. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can reply to them like, hey, very happy in my digital life. I love the digital world. Hey, guess what? I get to sleep now. It's amazing. I but I, I evolved and you can evolve. And I think the business can evolve. Broadcast meteorology doesn't always have to be the cheesy dude in the tie and the suit. Thank it, you. It can evolve. Yes. Um, I totally agree. This has been fun, Kate. I've actually wanted to do this for a while. And, and I was hesitant. I know, I know, but you know what? We got it all out there. It was good. Maybe, maybe, maybe after this one, you will still do another podcast with me at some point. I know you. So tell us about your podcast. So basically, I think what's going to happen here pretty soon is that we're going to have like a weather channel, more weathery podcast, and we're going to have like a a Kate podcast that's like more sciencey, right? Yeah, it's definitely been in development. Um, podcasting is like weird. It's like having this resurgence, right? Like this yeah. second life. I love it. Yeah, it's great for com people who commute or, you know, you're cleaning around the house. It's great. You you definitely have, which we, let's just, less of an interest in some of the more climate and environmental stories. So the podcast that, you know, uh, we're working on for me is, yeah, it's definitely more, a little more heavy. Like this is very chatty. I personally like a little more storytelling and revealing. Well, thanks for hanging out with me for like 40 minutes or whatever yeah, this was. and stuff like that. So stay tuned because... There's your fun TV. Yes. One. Stay tuned. Coming up after the break, we're going to have a brand new a podcast what from Kate Parker and team. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay. So guys, if you like this podcast, give it a subscribe if you're down for that uh, on iTunes, Stitcher. I think the one I use is um, Pocket Casts. That's the app I use. What do you use? iTunes. 
iTunes, gotcha. Um, but there, you know, uh, Spotify has do they has uh, podcasts now. I don't know if we're on there, but we need to be. Okay. But Google Play, and then you can do podcast.weather.com. How about that? That's an easy one, Drive too. Drive some traffic. Listen, I, I'm doing like three hours in traffic in Atlanta every day. I live out in the boonies, so I listen to like 30 podcasts a week. Sorry, we have digressed. I know. Subscribe. Follow yes. us on Twitter. I'm at WeatherKate. What am it's I? It's W-E-A-T-H-E-R-K-A-I-T. I spell my name weird. Get over it. I think it's a good way, though. It's unique, but it's not too well, crazy. It's, it, it makes sense for what my name actually is. Yes, it does. It actually <laughs> so. sounds like it looks. Um, I'm <laughs> at Ari Weather on Twitter. Um, thanks a lot for hanging out with us today. We'll do this again, Kate, all right? I'm down for it. All right. See you I later. Guess. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>